today I have a number of news stories that I need to share with you, plus some updates on what is going on behind the scenes at the radio program. And I plan to take some time to answer a question from a listener. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to a brand new week of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Some days when I get up, it's so difficult to decide what to do on this radio program. Some days it's easy. Just go to the news and the headlines just fall right out in front of you with plenty of things to comment upon. Right now here in the United States, and I'm going to start here first. There's a lot going on in the background in terms of the upcoming election of 2022, which is about a month from tomorrow on Tuesday. Many of you that listen to this program are putting a tremendous amount of hope and a tremendous amount of resources and a tremendous amount of everything you are into this election somehow believing that this is the one this will be the election that changes everything in america and in two years after that we take back the white house and we will have heaven on earth because we will have the right people in charge and i'm going to remind you emphatically as i have before do not Put your trust and all your hope and everything into, as the Bible calls it, princes or the sons of men. They're going to continually fail you. Governments have been failing their people since the beginning of time. It is no different today than it was 500 years ago, 1,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago, 3,000 years ago. The heart of man is still evil. And people get into government, they enjoy the power, the prestige, and yes, even the money they can make. Oftentimes, after they leave office as consultants, while they're in office, shall we say, selling out their office. You know what's happened, I know what's happened. And it's not just limited to the United States, it is a worldwide problem. So, while it's true, While it is true that I will vote for conservative candidates to the best of my ability when I vote next month, this is not where I put my hope for the future. This is not where I invest, so to speak. The Bible says, lay not up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths corrupt and, you know, the the thieves break in and steal. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And so, while it is my duty and responsibility as a citizen to vote, and by the way, in Georgia, the left, the enemy of your soul, to be quite blunt, the leftist will do everything to smear a candidate they know they'll lose to if they don't smear, don't lie, don't make things up. They want to dispirit you. So you decide, gee, Herschel Walker may not be the greatest candidate after all. I think I'll stay home. Don't. That's precisely what they want you to do. They want you to allow a reprobate phony preacher, you know, Warnock, 
They want you to allow Warnock to get back into office and stay in the Senate for the next six years, working diligently to make sure more babies can die in the womb with federal money or change the law, whatever it takes. So don't fall for that trick. It sometimes, I will tell you, it sometimes it is not easy to realize that oftentimes you are voting for the lesser of two evils. Let's be honest. That's sometimes what it comes down to. 2012, I went to the polls to vote, holding my nose. But then again, I knew which was the worst candidate. You're never going to find the perfect and pure candidate. We're not voting for the head pastor of a church in the United States or anywhere else. We vote for the person that is most closest to those things that we believe. And I don't look at people's past failures or failings as a criteria to bump them off my list. If I did that, then I would not believe that there is redemption in Jesus Christ. I mean, let's be honest. If we're going to say, well, somebody 10 years ago, 12 years ago, 20 years ago did this or said that, has their life changed? Is there evidence of a change? If you're saying there isn't, and that person is unfit because because of something they may have done or alleged to have done 10 years ago or more, then I guess you don't believe in salvation or redemption. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. People can change. And people can go through a life-changing experience. So don't fall into that trap. The left has always used the smear tactic to dispirit you, to disparage you, to undermine, to undermine you. And they have no conscience in doing it. We have to remember something, whether we want to admit it or not. Democrats of 2020 are not the Democrats of 1962. Not by a long shot. Not even the same Democrats of 1972. Even in many cases, not the same Democrats of 1982 or 92. But I'm going to tell you, after 1992, things changed dramatically. And for 30 consistent, nonstop years, the party has been hijacked. The Democrat Party in the United States has been hijacked by the earth-worshipping neo-pagans that love their Moloch worship of abortion They enjoy confusion. Hey, they're pushing all this transgender nonsense. And they have co-opted and taken over the schools, the public schools, to make sure, just like Adolf Hitler did, that the youth will worship the party. Try to go to a college or many of the universities today and express a conservative point of view and watch how quickly you are shut down ostracized, kicked off Twitter or Facebook for being a mean person. Because you don't believe that men should have the right to go into women's bathrooms just because they want to identify as a woman. 
You don't believe everything that comes down the pike about climate change. If you don't, well, you're a climate denier. Or you're this or that. You're name called. You're minimized. We need to do several things. And this is my commentary here at the beginning of the program today. Go out and vote. If you live in the United States next month, a week from tomorrow, go out and vote. The candidate may not be perfect. And I can assure you, no candidate is. So stop looking for this God-ordained saint that is sinless and perfect to come and save you. You're still putting your trust in the princes and sons of men if you're doing that. Understand that it is part of our responsibility as being citizens in this world. Remember, we as Christians are in this world. We are not of this world. We do pay our tribute to Caesar as we are required to, but we give unto God what belongs to God. So vote. Look carefully at all the issues. I had to go down the list of things that'll be on the ballot for me next month. And to make sure that I understood as best I could the individuals that were seeking my vote, even in what are called nonpartisan races. And then you have amendments to constitutions and and other things of that nature. I spent a lot of time studying all the issues on the ballot and all the individuals seeking my vote that'll be on that ballot to make a decision on what is the most Christ-honoring way to vote, knowing that it will never be perfect, that nobody ever will be perfect. And if you stay home because you think, well, this is not perfect enough, that's how you got Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as as president and vice president. That's how we got inflation running rampant. That's how we became energy dependent again because you may have stayed home and said well I don't think this guy is as perfect as I want him to be you just were played into the leftist playbook you fell for it don't do it now let me change gears here in a minute and so we we know that next month here in the United States it's time that we vote One of the things that deeply concerns me is the power, the power that social media is holding over our lives today. Facebook, it may not be a big thing for the younger people today. And when I say younger, I'm talking the under 25 or even under 20 crowd. They go elsewhere. But Facebook, since its arrival not all that long ago, is a company that has untold powers globally. They're a company that is alleged to be worth billions upon billions of dollars. Twitter is another one. Just a short statement you can make about anybody or anything. Of course, the reality is if you're not a somebody, if you're not a well-known personality, 
Who is really following the things that you say on Twitter? Not many. Not many. When you see something said by, let's say, Adam Schiff, the liar in Congress from California, along with other liars, making statements that are boldface, <laughs> not true, you can try to call him out, but he'll never see it. Nobody ever will. Nobody cares. He gets to say whatever he wants because he is a leftist. Yet conservative thought, conservative thought is becoming increasingly deemed unacceptable in social media. They have literally created an enemies list of people they want to ban, banish, and get rid of. And so many of these tech corporations that came into being in the 1990s or early part of the 2000s now wield un- unbelievable power in politics, in public opinion, and even morality. Now, I want to take you back to 1996, just for a moment. 1996 was a very unusual time in terms of communications, in terms of where the Internet was going. In 1996, most people did not have Internet in their homes. There was no such thing as a smartphone. And if you did have Internet, the odds are you had dial-up. Dial-up internet, slower than molasses in January. America Online was the company to bet on, and Netscape as a browser. Those were the big boys of the day. Where are those companies now? Over the years, startup companies, little startup company called Google came along. And they were struggling to be found. And they, they uncomplicated web browsing. That is their claim to fame. And people, because of the simplicity of web browsing, flocked to Google. And Google made money. Oh, they have ways of making money by paying to have positions on the search engine and everything else that goes with it. And they became a very wealthy company very rapidly where they now own Oh, Blogger is one location they own. YouTube is another. And their their fingers are all over applications and places people go on the Internet. Twitter came along with their short sentences, as I mentioned before, became very popular. And so now social media has become ingrained in our society. How many churches have a Facebook page? How many churches actually share thoughts and things on Twitter? Everybody feels they must be there or nobody can find them. Social media, like I say, has an enemies list. Look, Twitter took down the president of the United States off their platform four years ago, not quite four years ago claiming all types of disinformation and Russian collusion and things that have been thoroughly proven a lie. But they still stand by it. You're going to be forced to conform or you're going to be ostracized out of the online community. And maybe that's not such a bad thing after all. 
while Facebook has been a wonderful tool and asset, I can also see many of the dangers of companies that have unbridled, you know, they control how you are allowed to participate. And people can say, well, Bob, that's because, you know, there are, they're a private company. Well, that's true to a point. Back in the 1990s, as I, as I started to mention, a couple of things happened in 1996. There was the Telecommunications Act was rewritten, which created what we call the level of corporate radio and television as we know it today. These companies that used to own only five, seven, or ten radio or TV stations now own a lot more, in some cases in the thousands That was changed in 1996 during the Clinton years. I love how some broadcasters say, well, you know, Reagan did it. (laughs) No, Reagan was not president in 1996. It was not his FCC. Then there was also also a a section of the law called Section 230 of of the Communications Decency Act of 1996. And understand what it was all about and what it meant and what the intent of that that law was and that policy. The internet was in its infancy. People were doing dial-up. There was no big platform. There was no big anybody yet. And there were some entrepreneurs in small-town America, even in medium-sized cities, trying to build little online communities for their towns. I can think of a few of those that I've run across over the years, back in the day, back in the 90s and early 2000s. And and many of these were literally run from people's homes as a little cottage business, most which never made a whole lot of money And the idea of Section 230 was to prevent those little startup companies from all kinds of liabilities on what people may say on the platform. Do you follow what you're following so far? This was to shield the owners of these startup companies from being demolished in lawsuits. And face it, even in the 1990s, we lived in a very litigious society that loved to sue, sue anybody for anything. And so there was protection given to internet startup companies. The problem is, here we are, I don't know what, getting close to 30 years down the road, and those little startup companies are now mega-billion-dollar companies with all kinds of technology And we have long outgrown Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act of 1996. Those days are over. And guess what? They're not coming back. Honestly, it is my opinion that the Internet has grown to the point. Technology has advanced to the point that that shield that was given tech companies needs to be removed. And let's also remember that these 
now tech giants, these mega billion dollar giants, they can influence elections. Yeah, 2020, we already know. The news media and the power of the internet colluded together. Yeah, there was collusion in that election to hide stories about corruption in the Biden family, calling it Russian disinformation, even though everybody that made the statement knew it was not true. It was a lie that was repeated by the media, CNN, MSNBC. They repeated the lie and they refused to ever do the research to find out that it was a lie because they didn't want to know the truth. The truth would destroy the narrative they were trying to pull and and, and push. They were determined to influence an election. And they did. A number of surveys have been done with individuals that voted for Joe Biden many times reluctantly because maybe they didn't like Trump. Or maybe my daddy was a Democrat. I don't pay much attention to news. And Democrats are supposed to be good for the little guy. Well, that's all nonsense. All your hedge fund managers now are primarily Democrats, just so you know. As well as your lawyers and other other people you depend upon. So this shield is no longer needed. They need to be they need to be treated as literally the telephone company or any other common carrier where they can't be telling people what they can say while being shielded from liability for what people say. You can't have it both ways. Either if you want to start controlling what people say, if you, Facebook, want to call something, uh, if you want your phony fact checkers out there saying, well, you know, Bob, uh, uh, fact checkers say this is what the story is, and even though that's a lie, a provable lie, it stands as the truth on Facebook, which I call fascist book. Section 230 needs to be gone. It needs to be gone. They can be common carriers. And if they are to shut me up or you up or anybody else up for telling the truth and it's bona fide truth, they want to be a common carrier making big bucks, fine. Then don't censor what I say just because you don't like what I said. Just because the truth is troublesome to you. That's why some of the things that I'm working on in the background are, are vitally important for the Christian community moving forward. It's not that I'm going to have some big platform with thousands upon thousands of people. I'll be lucky to get dozens and dozens of people. But I pray, I pray that many others will do the same thing. It's hard to take down thousands of players, but it's easy to target one large one and find that Achilles heel, as it is called. It's time. It's beyond time that the Internet become what it was supposed to be, a way to connect and a way to do things effectively. Now it is used as a hammer over your head. If you don't abide by our rules, believe what we say, we will cancel you. We will silence you. We will suppress you. Now, one more thing. 
it appears, and I, I, I kind of was going to mention it over this past weekend, it appears it appears that PayPal has backed off on something they were going to try to do. That is, if they decided what you said was harmful and they were so vague on what they considered harmful, that they could literally take money from your PayPal account and keep it and not have to give it back. And there wasn't anything you could do about it. Well, that got a lot of people upset, myself included. I've been warning you about PayPal for a while. I've had it for many, many years. I don't use it very much unless I have to in getting something. I'd rather not. I still have it for supporting this radio ministry for those that have been using it. But I'm going to encourage anybody that prefers to pay online to use the alternate that I have on the website, which is Give, Send, Go, which is a Christian crowdfunding site that's not going to censor what I'm saying and what I believe and what I share. And so if you prefer to support this ministry online, that is the way to do it. Give, send, go. And I'm going to watch what Facebook plans to do and how they're going to change their terms of service. Those emails come and most of you never read them. PayPal is changing their terms of service. And then they have a bunch of gobbledygook when you start to read through. You get into it, you find out, man, they're about to have the right to take money from you if they disagree with what you say. And so be very, very cautious. Right now, they backed off on it. They have backed off. Some people haven't caught up with that yet. When I come back on the other side, I just wanted to talk about the power of tech. And oh yeah, by the way, as I forgot to mention as I was talking, the survey said if people had known the truth about the Hunter Biden laptop, Joe Biden would not be president. There's no doubt in anybody's mind. If there hadn't been Zucker boxes, you know, the Facebook bought boxes sitting in Democrat areas where people were dropping off hundreds of ballots each in the middle of the night at three in the morning. These these major tech companies were allowed to put millions upon millions of dollars. Mark Zuckerberg, $450 million of his own dollars personally into the 2020 election. I can't do that. It would be against the law for me to do that. But they get away with it. They got away with it. And that's why I say it's important to vote. Because if you don't, there'll be nothing to stop them to allow them to continue to keep controlling what you're allowed to think, do, and say. One last story before I before I go and take a break, and then I've got some stuff to share. You can't make this kind of stuff up when you have female volleyball players are being banned. And why are they being banned? Because they don't want men who identify as women coming in to their locker room when they are changing their clothes and taking showers. This transgender movement is a movement of satanically inspired confusion. This is not a, an occasional rarity of a mental issue. This is becoming, this is becoming a battleground. And people are afraid to speak out for being, you know, accused of being a transphobic. 
and our reprobate White House and the reprobate Democrat Party are all in. Richard Levine, who works for the you know, health secretary and the assistant health secretary of the United States, he is no woman. He can believe in his mind that he is all day long. I can believe in my mind I'm a unicorn, but it doesn't make me one. This, this division, the Air Force, wanting you to use, and the Navy, having videos and training seminars on using the right pronouns. And by the way, you don't call your your, your parents mom and dad. They're your parental unit, any, anything but mom and dad in the Air Force now. They're teaching them, <laughs> you know, you don't say mom and dad. Because that's, you know, that that's sexist, that's transphobic, that's who knows what. We need to take back to the best that we can, knowing that inevitably the world will collapse. But we don't stop trying. You don't stay home and lay around and complain. By the way, for those that occasionally send emails or letters complaining about candidates. If you don't vote, don't bother to send me an email. It's it's plain and simple. Unless you've got skin in the game, you know, there's there's no reason to be telling me what you think of a candidate. My question is, did you vote? Well, no, the candidates both were, they were both terrible. Well, they weren't both equally as terrible. You sometimes have to, like I say, Choose between the lesser of two evils because you know when you don't vote that the real evil will always dominate. And then you are basically, I'll put it this way. If you stayed home and you were registered to vote in 2020 and you decided, well, you know, Trump, he he says some mean stuff. And you knew what you were going to get with the other party. Then I'm then you can write us all checks for the inflation that we have and the other issues that we're having in this nation because you decided not to participate. Hate to be so firm about it, but it's gotta be said. It's gotta be said. We have these men like Richard Levine or Blake Allen, who is a member of a volleyball team who believes he's a woman, but he's biologically unsurgically altered. We shouldn't even be having this conversation. But we are being divided by so many things. We are trying to balance so many, you know, balls in the air like a juggler. And it becomes overwhelming. Now, when I come back, I've got a a letter that a listener sent. I'm not going to identify who, where the letter came from or anything, but there are some questions that were asked and I want to address them. So there's no misunderstanding about why the radio program is done the way the radio program is done and why certain things I haven't dwelt upon that much on the program. Sure, they're important items and I do address them, but there's a reason that I do things a certain way on the radio program and I think some clarity is going to be needed and I'll give that on the other side of this break if you believe in the mission and ministry of truth to ponder would you consider giving it your financial support if you would 
if you would, would you make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? That's Ancient Word Radio. And our new mailing address is Post Office Box 510, P.O. Box 510, P.O. Box 510. The city is Chilhowee, Chilhowee, Virginia. And Chilhowee is spelled C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia. And the zip code is 24319, that's 24319. And you can also find out more and ways to support us from our website, which is truth, the number two ponder.com. That's truth, the number two ponder.com. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Homes and Sukkahs coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. The Feast of Tabernacles in Hebrew, Sukkot. Sukkot stands for sukkahs, which sukkahs are huts. Now, the Feast of Tabernacles, the Israelites would leave their homes and they would live in huts made out of uh, branches. There was nothing really there. And they would remember their journey that God took them through to bring them to the promised land. See, Sukkot was the feast of Thanksgiving. God's people always have to give thanks. And the thing is, we have to remember what we have to give thanks for and what we have been taken from. See, to appreciate what God had given them in the promised land and all their homes and all that, they ended up leaving their houses to live in, to camp out in these huts. So the the principle is sometimes to appreciate what God has done for you. You got to remember what it was before that without it. We tend to take our blessings for granted. Remember what happened when the, when you first came to the Lord. You know, you know, often you come to the Lord, you're rejoicing for what he's done. And then you forget after a while you forget, you know, as like in marriage, you take things for granted. Well, it's real important. Get back to where you were. Stop. Give thanks. Thank God you have what you have. Remember what it was before you had the joy, before you had the love, before you had the hope, before you had the faith, all that. You know, get away with God. You know, just get away and give thanks for all your blessings so you can be blessed again. Write down your blessings. Give thanks to God. Get into your sukkah. Get into your hut so you can take nothing for granted and so you can receive the blessings back. Happy Feast of feast of tabernacles now the free gift for you from the sands of judea from the writings of the rabbis the awesome mystery the mystery of the temple doors you'll love it and sapphire is guaranteed to bless your socks off how do you get these gifts free easy just remember jesus's real hebrew name yeshua and you dial it that's it just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1 you will be blessed but call now that's 1-800-YESHUA-1 i invite you to minister with me together bringing salvation back to god's ancient people and the unreached peoples of every nation on five continents over a billion people you can. We blanket the earth with shortwave radio. It's incredible. You can do it too. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write me direct. Here's how. It's right to the nice Jewish boy box 1111 Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's box 1111 Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, my friend. He has blessed you in Messiah, Sar Chaim, the Prince of life.
is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of Truth to Ponder. It is a Monday, brand new week. I'm so glad that many of you do take the time to listen to this radio program or you listen as a as a podcast. I know more and more people are indicating they're hearing the program as a podcast. I'm excited about that. But I also recognize the day could come that we become harder to find for a number of reasons. Number one, the world is going to hate a program like this because I challenge the narrative of much of the world. The truth that they oftentimes put out ends up being a lie and they hate being called the liars, which they are. This program was founded over two years ago based on so many voices saying so many things regarding the pandemic and other matters that I began the program with the idea of sharing to to whosoever God would call to hear it, this message, and to give you truth to ponder. And I can honestly say, and this I'm not bragging on this, please don't take this the wrong way. I've never had to retract anything that I've told you on this program regarding any of these stories. Sometimes it takes a week. Sometimes it takes a month. In some cases, a year, a year and a half, two years almost, before the real truth gets out. And it always does in time. So I want to thank you that have stood by this program and have supported me and this work and this effort. There are days that it's hard to do. But I'm thankful that God has given me this platform and this opportunity. I may never have the audience of a Sean Hannity. I may never have the audience of a Tucker Carlson or, you know, whoever. But I have the audience that was meant to be for this program. And many of you are a distinct part of that audience. Now, I want to just, I had a listener send me a very lengthy email. And let me just explain. Uh, when I get a lengthy email, and it would require a lengthy response in some cases, it's something that I just simply don't have the time to do. I really don't. Uh, I wish I had extra hours to spend because in this particular letter, it could take a couple of hours to answer some of the questions. And, and some of the questions honestly should not have been even been asked because you're assuming things that you don't know, you know, about me personally or my life or my relationship with Jesus Christ. And this person was indicating you've shared a lot about your life on the program. But you haven't, to the best of my knowledge, as he writes, I've ever heard you given your testimony of your genuine new life experience by, the, by God and the Holy Ghost. And, and here's, I, I need to answer this and I want to be, I don't want to sound condescending. I don't want to sound mean-spirited. I'm not. But people need to understand this radio program is not airing necessarily on purely Christian radio station facilities. I realize that I'm reading, I'm reaching oftentimes 
a totally unsaved, unchristian audience. They may be politically conservative, but they are not necessarily Christian. There are a lot of those out there in this world. And so I recognize something that a lot of people don't when you're on these kind of facilities. Now, if this was purely a Christian radio station, it would be probably a different radio program. But I have to strike a balance in sharing the good news of the gospel, the reality of Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, and how by the power of his Holy Spirit, you are bought into a new birth, a new life in Christ. Some people think you have to have some totally dramatic, tear-stained moment running down the aisle of a church in a revival service to ever get right with God. I mean, I've met people that thoroughly believe that. Yet I've met people that have found the Lord, or should I say the Lord found them because the Lord was never lost. In some of the most hideous of all places. They may have been at the bottom, reaching the bottom of the depths of the sewers because of drug addiction, broken homes, sexual addictions, whatever the case may be. And God gets a hold of these individuals. And there is a dramatic and undeniable change in their life. And I also recognize from my work and ministry years ago, There are a lot of jailhouse conversions that are done expediently to get better treatment and hope to get paroled sooner. That once the person is released and their reason for making the claim is gone, they go back to the life to which they had. They were never redeemed. They were never changed. They were putting on a a persona as such. I can go back in time. And so I'm going to answer this question. When did I come to that saving realization of the knowledge of Jesus Christ? And have I, have I been perfected in that life all these years and just perfect, perfect, perfect? No. I'm like St. Paul says, chief of sinners. But I've been redeemed. I was raised in a Christian home, sent to a Christian school, went to church every Sunday, and in all complete honesty, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a part of who I am, who I was. It gave me confidence every night that when I went to sleep, I knew that I was a child of the king. I also came to a realization when I was in high school and a bit older, that I had this opportunity to to learn more about the depth of the gospel and how much of an influence it needs to be. It needs to be the predominant thing in who you are. It should be a it should be a key ingredient of your identity, your identity in Christ. And so let me explain to this listener that I've heard the clarion call of the message. 
I recognize there's nothing I can do to save myself, that all of the salvation act in me is a gift from God. The blood shed on the cross of Jesus Christ was sufficient to save me and save you and save anybody regardless of the sins you have committed. In that, I have zero doubts. One of the lines in the letter that I found very troubling and also very incorrectly stated and should never have been stated in the way that it was. It says, The Bible does not call into ministry any person that he has not already effectively called unto salvation through the new birth. Well, that's true. God doesn't call a reprobate non-believer into ministry. I get it. But it's almost as if this listener, because I didn't satisfy the curiosity of my salvation experience, that I can't be called. And I found that kind of troublesome. But you know, I'm not going to be angry about it. People sometimes have their own opinions on how things should be done, even if they're wrong opinions. My calling into ministry was not something presumptuously I took upon myself. I'm not a self-proclaimed preacher that decided one day that I'm going to have all the fringe benefits of being, you know, some kind of a preacher. That call came in my life at a very young age. Yet the door oftentimes seemed to be closed. It was not until God knew I was ready to take on that mantle. I look back now. I didn't make that transition into ministry, stepping out on faith to do it, until I was in my 40s. I wasn't doing this in my teens and 20s. If anything... If anything, I tried to evade the call for a number of years. And a lot of people who are in ministry will share that same, that same testimony. They kind of knew they were, but they weren't certain. And then the day came that it became evidentially clear, and you couldn't deny it. Now, I can look at my first 20-some-odd years of my work experience, and I could see where God was leading my steps, guiding my steps, putting me where I needed to be for the time when that call would be fulfilled. And it was. How do I, how do I put this? You know, how, what, do you, what does somebody need from me? You know, it was the great atheist, Nietzsche, that once said, do not tell me about your Redeemer until you can show me you have been redeemed. That's an interesting question, and a lot of people, including myself at times, how do you answer the question to prove that you've been redeemed? Is there a change in your life? Yeah, there is. Do we always live a perfect sinless life no we do not anybody that's what's the bible says he that says they're without sin is a liar 
Christians, I remember this bumper sticker way back in the 70s, Christians are not perfect, just forgiven. They're forgiven of their sins. Now, they're not released in this earth from any of the consequences sin can bring upon you. You can go out there and rob a liquor store tonight, get arrested, put in jail. You can genuinely repent of your sin, but don't think God is going to then pardon you from the sentence that'll be coming down from the courts. There's still consequences for your sins. But the consequences are no longer eternal consequences. There are a lot of people listening to this program. And like I say, I I can share with you the day that I knew that I knew that I knew. I was in high school. And it wasn't so much that I had to get saved, that I was unsaved, that I was completely separated from God. The difference was the change in my life that became even a more profound change than it was before. As a youngster, as a youngster, I knew that I was a child of the king. But I didn't didn't understand fully what all that entailed. I wasn't old enough. I wasn't experienced enough in life to understand the depths of what it means. And during my high school years, it became readily apparent that all these things that I'm seeking in life, that we are, you know, we're, we're all raised to go to school, choose a career path, get married, have a family, and all the things that go with it. But when do you decide? When do you know? When are you living the life that God has called you to be? And when is God preeminent? When is the blood of Christ sufficient to be visible in your life? So I want to answer that question to this listener. So I hope this listener will understand and also understand why it may be a while before I can even spend any time to write you back. I know you'd like it. But right now, the time factor and trying to prioritize the things that I need to be doing is going to make that a rather difficult thing to do, at least right now at this juncture. Do you demand that I have some kind of a dramatic conversion experience like David Wilkerson did? Remember him from the book years ago, Crossing the Switchblade. Do I need to be like many others who are at the bottom? They are in the gutter, so to speak, of life. Maybe they're drug addicts. Maybe they're alcoholics. Maybe they're abusers. Maybe they're, maybe they're people that hated God. They were atheists and realized the truth of who Jesus Christ really is, that he is the creator of this, of this earth. The Bible says Jesus is the creator. And see, I talk about this on the program. And many that are Christians understand what I'm saying. Many that are not are curious of what I'm saying and why I say it. And that's primarily the juncture I'm trying to bring people to. Why is worshiping this planet, which is something literally those that are 
well, committed to the extreme green movement, they are literally worshipers of the earth and deniers of God. Or they worship in churches that deny the divinity of God as we know him, or the truth of God's word. And they reinvent for themselves new truths as the Bible, as St. Paul says to Timothy, heaping upon themselves teachers with their itching, burning ears, wanting to hear what they want to hear. Those of you in Christ understand what I'm saying. Those of you that are not in Christ don't fully comprehend But this is where I have to trust the power of the Holy Spirit to be working on your heart as you listen to this program. I cannot save you. You cannot save yourself. And the implication that I need to have some dramatic experience that I did, that I said, and I is is not even scriptural. It's a very dangerous area to get into. While the Bible says we can know them by their fruits, I am very cautious at times to to ask about somebody's system of belief. If I don't know them, if I have not been around them. But many people want to become judgmental and, and assume the worst. And in a way, my I, I was kind of hurt a little bit that this individual would kind of indicate, you know, are you actually saved? Are you really a, are you really called? Are is your new birth birth genuine? Is it legitimate? Is your ministry legitimate? And so he asked the question: Has the Lord ever at any time fulfilled in your experience his call unto salvation? as set forth in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and he refers to verses 13 and 14. Let me read it to you. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. Verse 14. Whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. You better believe I have. You better believe that I have. I quote a lot from 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And so while I've got a couple of minutes here, I want to share just a little bit more of this chapter so you can you can understand it. And what St. Paul is trying to say. So let's go back to verse number one. This is a very short chapter. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us as that the day of the Lord is at hand. Pretty clear. Don't be troubled. Don't be shaken. Don't be worried. Even by the things we're telling you, we know the day of our Lord is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there be a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition. I can do a whole radio program just on that one verse. 
The day of the Lord is going to come. And right now, before our very eyes, we are seeing in the Western world, given so much by our Christian heritage, this great falling away. Churches that have gone completely, totally, and absolutely apostate. Who opposeth and exalted himself above all that is called God. Yeah, we worship the earth. It's called climate change. Or that is worship so that that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Paul says, remember ye not that when I was with you, I told you these things. And now ye know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. That's why I do this radio program. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he that now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And when shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy the brightness of his coming? Even him whose coming is after the work of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders. Yep, Antichrist. And the spirit, by the way, of Antichrist, just so you know, is already in this world. And we're already seeing it now in in, in high places that with all deceivableness and unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. I see that a lot. I see it more today clearly than I ever saw it in my entire lifetime. These past 10 years, I have seen such delusion in people. Men believing their women. They can't see the truth. I can do a whole program on that verse, and I probably will. And if you look at what the Bible says, that they might all be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. But we are bound to give thanks always to God, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through the sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. I understand what it means to see that truth, to believe that truth, to experience that truth, to know that my sins are washed away, not by something that I said or did, but by the grace of an almighty God. I'll, I'll pick this up tomorrow. If you believe in our work and ministry, would you consider your financial support? Our mailing address is, you can write to us, make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio, And our mailing address, 510, P.O. Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia. Chilhowee, Virginia. The zip code in Chilhowee is 24319. Once again, make the check payable to to Ancient Word Radio. Mailing address, P.O. Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia. Zip code is 24319. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more. Visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.